Welcome to the Oh Dear Podcast, the only podcast that is sponsored by the Proud Boys. Oh, no. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Folks will believe it. Wait, you guys aren't proud, boys? <laughs> you're not proud and boys? What would be the their like podcast tagline? Whenever you're feeling down and alone, and <laughs> there's the Proud Boys, they would have a don't. slogan. Don't be down. Be proud. Be a proud boy. Yeah. I remember they were playing clips on like Opie and Anthony about like NAMBLA, which was like the most disgusting organization ever. NAMBLA is National Association of Man Boy Love or something. An, I added an extra A or something. But uh, they played like this voicemail or like if you call into their hotline, which I guess they had one. But there's like the head of it is like this um, Italian guy. He's like, don't be ashamed. Be proud to be a boy lover. Fly free, <laughs> and it's like uh, uh. I admire the attempt. Honestly, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the the meet, they had a meeting, and they're like, "Let's normalize this boy fucking thing." <laughs> and enough people were like, "Dude, who's gonna register the LLC with the business?" You know, like they fucking like they're they well, did all the work. They up. formed a fucking association. Like they they probably had meetings and took donations. They spent like, their- a lot further. Uh, they got a lot further with their idea that I've had with Dude. much much better ideas. <laughs> they're an LLC. I bet they're incorporated. Yeah. All they bring up every time they're arguing <laughs> in favor of themselves. Yeah. Well, all they, they, they are. Huh? Go ahead. All, all they argue is uh, uh, <laughs> Christian and Wit just had one of those side laughs as Christian looks at his phone and it appears I feel I'm being laughed at. Um, no, I forget my train of thought. It doesn't I'm matter. Literally, I'm literally, chuckling at there, Chrissy boy. I'm You're chuckling so at what, No, I'm, Do you think I'm I laughing. texted him that fast? We just started. <laughs> I'm already talking I'm, shit. No, I, I don't here. trust either of you. This, this is this <laughs> election Sunday. Tensions are high. Everyone's feeling insecure. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm like laughing in anticipation of whatever great joke you're about to say. And I'm laughing. And then on the side, I'm writing down what we're talking about so I can put it in the uh, the title. I oh, wow. Right, Brett. Jesus. I got a show to I'm run gonna here, text, Brett. I'm going to text Christian about you right now. Just to- <laughs> It looks like it. Going back uh, to Nambla, though, like how many times like have you had an idea for like a screen right screenplay or like a sketch or something or even a business? You, you just you just couldn't you just couldn't finish for whatever reason. They took boy fucking as an idea and yeah. finished. <laughs> like they literally were they made they went through all of the you know, work to, to get certified, to have an association, to get an accountant, to do all they they did all of that. That's how much they love fucking boys, I guess. Uh, so, so you you have to when you start an organization loving if, boys, not fucking loving boys. Loving boys. Love boys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We should Just start um we should start NAMFA. Um, <laughs> Man Boy Fuck Association. Oh. oh dear. It's not any better or worse. It's just being, it's yeah, being willing really. to use their uh, uh, what they're trying to do. They're not that's trying to love and nurture. That's yeah. that's probably like the first the the, the first draft. Uh, like Namfa, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Greg, let's." That's a little strong. That's a little harsh. They're like, What's "I don't up? just 
fuck my boys. I actually have feelings. For them. <laughs> and you're like, wow, Stuart, that's deep. <laughs> Let's definitely put that in there. They're all named Stuart. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like a, a, the name of a boy effort. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, the meetings, every meeting must just be like, I mean, what is what is there to discuss? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> everyone, everyone's still into it, right? The whole, yeah, I know. What is it just like it. new positions to try? Like I don't know. Oh, like, like what do you? What do you? You comparing notes? Like what? Are, you're right. What is there new to talk about? They're literally just like that kid from Stranger Things is pretty cute. Like that's <laughs> kind of it. You guys see but, it? <laughs> but that's Wowzers. everything. That's what you realize about almost every magazine. You know when you walk through a grocery yeah. store and they still have the magazine rack, uh, and it's like Men's Health. And they're like, the new, they're like, there is nothing new. How is that more than a yearly magazine? How are any of these more than yearly magazines? It should be a pamphlet where you just open it up. It says exercise and eat less. And that's, that's (laughs) men's health every (laughs) week. It's like, especially when you get so niche, it's like cigar aficionado magazine. Yeah. Like what? Okay. It's a cigar. It's nothing's changed in thousands of years of cigars. (laughs) Like it's, it's tobacco. There's really no changes. But they'll like inter- interview Michael Jordan or something, and that'll be okay. Well, he smokes cigars, so let's just ask him about sports. And now it's a sports magazine. <laughs> it's not even a cigar magazine anymore. Do you think there's like one person in Nambla who's like, I mean, I'm not really like in a kids. I just want to be a part of something. <laughs> Someone who's such a loser that he fakes being a pedophile so yeah. he has a community to be a part of. I tried the church, but it didn't work out. So yeah. here we are. I just like, I just needed a place for friends with disposable incomes. Yeah. Are these like at the church, they don't, cool? At the church, they don't love the boys. They just fuck them and throw them away. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I come oh, here no. because there's actually genuine feelings being had. Oh dear. The the so when you start an organization or become incorporated, as we did with Cumrags, you have to get a uh, you have to have an official like credit card, and yeah. which means you have to also be approved by the bank. Which if it's an LLC, you have to go in person. And so each of us, the three tri owners of Cumrags, um, simultaneously in our separate cities. I was in Kansas City, Jordan was in New York, and my buddy was in I don't know like North Carolina. We all went to a Chase Bank and just basically at the same time to an attendant was like, so yeah, okay, what's the business called? And then just directly at him going, come rags. And that was fun and interesting. But could you imagine saying, uh, it's Nambla? <laughs> and he's like, oh, what's what's that stand for? Uh, North- uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> he has a ton of questions. <laughs> they probably We're just the- like, they're probably just like, oh, what's that stand for? It's like, ah, no, it's, we just named it after my grandmother, Nambler. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. There was this uh, documentary and they were playing clips. Of, <laughs> keep going to the Open Anthony show. But uh, they played clips of it on Open Anthony. It's called Chicken Hawks, which is like the name of these like pedophile guys. And it's like, it's really one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen because it like follows this guy who's like, hanging around kids mm. and they're he's just like uh he's like going up to them in like a parking lot i was like hi what are you guys up to and he's like the kids are like oh this phone like if you call it it rings it's like a pay phone they're, like these kids are just spending their thursday afternoon or whatever he's like oh really can i 
can I uh, play with you guys? And he's like, I guess if you want to pick up the phone, it'll ring. <laughs> and then, and then they like interview him afterwards. He's like, Oh my gosh, he was so interested in me. He like, he saw how he was trying to get me to play with the phone. And like, and we had such a little, like a relationship going on. He, he was wanting me. And I'm like, you fucking creep. Like he, <laughs> you're so gross, dude. You're fucking disgusting. Like it's like at that uh, point, it's like mental. Yeah. Like just yeah. think that a boy wants you like sexually. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, no, no, it's the kid should. I would have loved if the kid. Like, oh, can I? Can I try? And the kid's like, Yeah, you can try, but like you're not gonna try and fuck us, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, me. <laughs> I just feel like it's funny at like a bar, like if you buy a girl a drink or something, the girl could be like, that just, this doesn't mean anything that I yeah. accept this drink, right? But like, does that, that little boy never crosses his mind that he's like, if I say yes, does that mean we have to fuck? Is that, how this, is, that the, is he going to think that if I say yes? Yeah. Well, wait, that's really wrong. If you buy a girl a drink at a bar and she like doesn't fuck you, then she's like fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck her. <laughs> what an interesting transaction that I think the male psyche at one point a little bit unironically had a version of that in their head. Obviously not that harsh, but Yeah, well, I mean there there's the idea like this, like what? It's a weird idea because men simplify things. So women are like, sure. I want to be like women are like, I want to be treated nicely and like wined and dined and stuff by somebody before I have sex with them. So the guy goes, Oh, so I just have to buy you this, that, and this, and then you'll fuck me. And it's like, well, that's not exactly what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have to want to fuck you too. <laughs> like, it's like one one caveman was chivalrous and started getting more women. And then the other guys go, oh, I'll do exactly that. And then they were like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I gave you two rocks, (laughs) you bitch. She won't let me rape anymore. It's cavemen, folks. It's cavemen. That's what they did. It's cavemen. There had to have been a movement of like men who like when they when society was like, all right, guys, we got to stop raping. And they're like, what? Come on. That's what we do. You can't no, say that's not okay. No, that Wimmer, that was the first crucifixion. Uh. <laughs> yeah. One guy was like, hey, maybe we should ease up on the <laughs> heretic. <laughs> He's a witch. He's a witch. That is so crazy, though, that our society was so fucked up that we had to invent church just to be like, uh, we got to have some rules here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's- talk about like how stupid it is to look back in history and judge historical figures with like today's morality it's like that's such a tone deaf thing to do um because it's like they had different fucking standards is like when that guy was born there wasn't even electricity and like they thought that the fucking you know they thought of like the gods controlled the weather and like all that shit like you can't just expect them to also be like pro-choice back then yeah. when there wasn't really abortion anyway <laughs> well i was uh i was listening to this podcast yesterday then they were kind of eulogizing sean connery who just passed away yeah and in it like they're like oh he's the first james bond one of the best james bond blah 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 going down his whole thing you're like man he was great in this he was great in that and then they were like but we also have to bring up the fact that 
he once said that he open he thinks open palm hitting women is okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know if you've ever heard this. Thing. That is that sounds like <laughs> that sounds like an onion article. <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> specifically open palm hitting. Oh my Hold god! On. As long as you don't leave a mark, you're all right. <laughs> okay, here's 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 the actual here's the actual quote. Um. I don't think there is anything particularly wrong in hitting women, though I don't recommend you do it the same way you hit a man, Connery said in a 1965 interview. A, an open hand slap is justified if all other alternatives fail and there's been plenty of warning. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's the, most, that's the most feminist argument ever, man. It's like, if but, I can hit, punch a man, how come I can't punch a woman? Uh, he didn't say punch, he said open palmed hitting. Okay, yeah. so that was in 1964, I think I just, 1965, yeah. whatever. Um, so then 20 years later, 1987, little 20 years or so, Barbara Walters interviews him and asks him about it <clears throat> as well. And, you know, time changes people's perspective. Maybe he's like toned down a little. Here's what he said 20 years later. Uh I haven't changed my opinion. <laughs> if, if you have tried everything else and women are pretty good at this, they can't leave it alone. He told Walters at the time, they want to have the last word and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last word. They want to say it again and get into a really provocative situation. Then I think it's absolutely right. <laughs> Damn it. How so many he's marriages? Be like, how else are you going to end an argument with a woman? <laughs> Jesus. I know. Sean really. Connery went through 11 marriages. Um, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't it like a law? No, two, two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Like, you know, you ever hear like these primitive laws that are like sometimes they're still on the books. Like I used to do like a beer history tour and there was like a law that was like still on the books in like Missouri that you're not allowed to like sit on a street corner and drink beer from. a bucket. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Because like was, one guy did something deplorable and they they chalked it up to, well, if he wasn't was allowed bucket. to sit on that. Yeah. That bucket <laughs> of beer. Like if it wasn't just sitting there, it would never happen. So they made the law. But like. I'm pretty sure that there were laws up until like women's rights were like you were allowed to punch this like you were like your wife was your property and you were allowed to hit her. So like let's just say Sean Connery's dad was taught that women are property and you're allowed to hit them. Right. And then he had Sean Connery as a kid and then Sean Connery was like, well, I don't think you should just hit them you know, maybe maybe just with an yeah. open palm and only in certain situations it just right. like society gets less harsh as it grows <laughs> yeah so, like if we're gonna sit around here and just shit on sean connery with yeah. all this visceral hatred because of it's like that's just so stupid and and it's also like it, it that's where like privileged come pro, like you have the privilege of living in today's world with today's print principles and knowing all of the shit that that guy didn't know that he had to learn through life experience and then he told everybody about and then we get to just well that's what he was trying to do it. he learned a lot about life experience and he was trying to share with us the efficacy yeah. of hitting women with an open palm <laughs> yeah yeah i mean who else has studied such a profound topic no so, you, you're absolutely right with uh Wait, real, Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, sorry. To be no fair, and, and then in 2006, Connery said, my view is I don't believe that any level of abuse against women is ever justified under any circumstances, full stop. So, you know, somebody got a hold of him. <laughs> They're like, Sean, don't, if somebody asks you about hitting women, just fucking here, read this. But, but also, maybe he changed his mind. Maybe, he, maybe he was like, maybe he was like, you know what? I'm I'm in my 60s now. Like yeah. hitting women's a young man's game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! 
<laughs> oh dear. No, you're right. In the sixties when he was like that idea of like use an open palm. He was like a radical yeah. progressive. I know. Like yeah. he well, was like this yeah. fucking hit they were like his dad was like, You fucking hippie, you fucking yeah, hippie. Exactly. It's like what do you mean only to end an argument? <laughs> you hit him anytime <laughs> you want. What are you talking about? But it's like at one point in time, separate but equal was a was a very progressive, unheard of idea. Right. But like, yeah. no, 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 black people are the same as us but they just have to live over there and they're like whoa what do you mean they're the huh. same as us that's fucking ridiculous like that at one point in, in history was a progressive idea so right you know it's like you know i bet you the first person who floated the whole three-fifths of a person thing people are like what are you talking about whoa. that's way out of proportion <laughs> they're they're easily <laughs> one sixteenth yeah i'll give you i'll give you one fifth but three <laughs> <laughs> How dare That's you. more than half. Best I can do is three. Spits on the hand. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just think it's such a waste of time. You know, if you want to take down a statue because you think this statue symbolizes something and it's like a relic of a bad time and we're never going to get over those times if we still have the statues. That, that's an argument that you can have. I would tend to think that, like, nobody acknowledges statues. No one is just sitting there going like, oh, that's a statue of so-and-so who in 1911 said you can hit women or something. Like, I don't think anybody gives a fuck yeah. about statues. I think they just walk by them. But if you think that, whatever you think that that's a fair argument to make. Um, but like, can we, can we stop with this fucking going back through history and calling George Washington the biggest piece of shit ever? Like, yeah. like, is that really also, worth our time? Also, right. if you don't know anything about the statue, it's just there. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do it. Like if you don't know, like if you bought a house and then, and you live there for seven years and then like seven years later, the realtor comes up to you and goes, Hey, I didn't want to tell you at the time, but somebody got murdered here. And you're like, well, I mean, I'm happy in this house. I don't really like, does it matter anymore? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really know. Or it's like, Oh, you know, the guy who we sold, who sold you the house was a huge racist. You're like, yeah. All right. Well, the house is still here. <laughs> yeah. And we had like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's I like, what is the house? Like, I'm not going to redid the roof. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's why I'm trying to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a history. <laughs> <laughs> history. <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, R.I.P. Sean Connery, I guess. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> no, it is. No, you're. It's. It's just annoying when someone dies, like a famous person, and we have yeah. to. They felt the need to be like. So just so you don't feel like fully sad or we're being fully complex about like he was not a villain. Uh, Like I I, like that was a terrible is a terrible belief based off of our standards. And thank God society has progressed past that. But throw him a fucking bone a little bit in his eulogy. You want to go like or not his eulogy, but what is that called? I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they were that's kind of what they were doing there. It's just a podcast about movies and they were talking about like we have to bring up the complicated history of him. And I'm also like, do you though? Like does I a little bit I just go like, you know, if you know that story, then fine. But the only people if you don't know it, then you don't need to know it. I didn't but know if, it. Exactly. So like, so what's the so if you're bringing it up, you're only bringing it up because there's people who know that about him and would get upset yeah. that you didn't mention it. But it's also so childish because 
you're eulogizing someone who pretended to be a spy and that's why you care about him. You know what I mean? Like, like he's an actor. So like, let's not act like we're praising someone who had legit influence over the policies that have hurt women over the, you know what I mean? Like it'd be one thing if you're eulogizing a Senator who had a record of being like really shitty to women, but right. you're just utilizing him just because he was a senator. Like that's a little different because that person was actually in a position to, you know, change something. He's a fucking actor. Like yeah. just enjoy him for his acting. Like who gives a fuck? But but my thing is, it's like <clears throat> the people that would get upset that you didn't mention it are, would be upset because like, well, he was this, and this is a terrible, uh, he was, he had these thoughts about women and that's a terrible opinion to have it's like okay but do you think the people that are talking about this are endorsing that aspect of him do you, do you think he, they're endorsing that or do you think they're just like oh man As, if we don't mention it people are going to know it's going to be my little dog whistle that <clears throat> do you think when cosby dies they're going to bring up the rape allegations you have to of course dude that's but like, but like that's that it makes sense there yeah, you wouldn't eulogize Cosby, yeah. though. No, you wouldn't. Probably not anymore. Not. Uh, I mean, it will happen. He probably will die in the next two to ten years. I mean, uh, in my I, house, I will, but you would have to celebrate him at my house. But you would have to because it's like it's part of his story. It's a fucking derailment. <laughs> like it's 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 like when was he arrested? Twenty. 15 15, or something, something like that know, yeah. it'd be like if you go like first he was on tv and then he made ghost dad and then he was a stand-up and all this stuff and then just be like and then 2015 and then he died <laughs> like that's like, <laughs> like like it's like he, uh, what happened in 2015 he uh receded from the public eye <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's like the difference is is yeah. like we don't really know of Sean Connery and maybe we do, but maybe, but there's not like very famous cases of uh, Sean Connery hitting women. Um, yeah. Maybe there, may, like maybe there is, I don't know. But like with Bill Cosby, you know, you wouldn't, if he just said in like 1965 that he thinks that it should be okay to drug and fuck women when they're unconscious, but never do it ever or <laughs> never was accused of doing it ever or whatever. You, would you really like, would that be part of the Bill Cosby story that he, a quote of his in 1965 is like, no, the, the story is he actually did all that shit. And that, that, that's the biggest part of the Cosby story is that he was like one of the biggest superstars in America in television history. And then he became exposed for this terrible, terrible thing. And he went to prison for it. Yeah. Like that's much different. And you know, you wouldn't be writing a eulogy for that guy anyway. You would just, it would just be a news story going, Oh yeah, he's dead. You know, here's the normal fucking, you know, thing that happens that runs on the news, like the clip. I don't know. I'm running out of steam with this idea. guys. No, I was just, (laughs) I just get bothered when people get upset about where, essentially where their stuff comes from. It's like, do you know how many inventions we have that are a product of Nazi science? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I don't know, whatever. Do yeah, you, it just, it just reeks of like, I just hate it because it's, it's, this is what liberals always do. It's like black people go through all of this shit and then it gets exposed uh, yet again on TV with the whole George Floyd thing. Riots happen. And instead of them doing any fundamental change in the system, they're like, you're right, black people, let's go take down these statues. And black people are like, OK, like it's it's like 
Well, it's like like trying to get people to stop saying the N-word. It's like you only want people to stop saying the N-word so it aesthetically appears as if there's no racism. Yeah. So you want to get rid of the statue so it, is, it aesthetically appears as if there's no racist relics. Right. And, but it, it, no one's learning anything and no yeah. one's changing anything that really matters. So it's like, to me, it's like the statue should be like one of the last things that gets changed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like after we go through all of this other shit and everything actually gets repaired and then we're at a situation where like, hey, you know, now that everything's better, we actually don't need these statues up of, of this guy. Like, yeah. you know, you know, we, we've moved on. We're better. And then you take the statues down. But it's like such a st- like th- this is what white liberals always do. They yep. do the easiest fucking thing to do and then act like they solve the whole thing. And it's fucking so annoying. Well, they yeah, buy a, they buy a hooded sweatshirt that says woke AF. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but I mean, to be clear, it's not like only white people are the only ones tearing down statues. That's like, I think that's a little disingenuous and like that shit exists. I would imagine cross racially. Uh, no, I agree, but I feel like whenever a movement gets started, it's always because white liberals are there to be an, the most annoying about it. Maybe that's just my prejudice against white liberals. I think I think people just like to um, is like banning the n word and statues. It, it it just makes it so that I think Patrice O'Neill talked about this a, a lot, where he's like, it makes racism the n word, clan robes, and statues. And if you put them in a bag, you can put it in the closet. Uh, like it's racism is not an attitude yeah it's like as long as i don't say the young word i'm not racist because white people really have trouble and some it's partly not their fault uh your fault <laughs> i don't know no uh, i don't what shut up <laughs> moving on what do you guys think of the now go ahead yeah it's it's that like it's very hard for white people ever to know what is and isn't acceptable in terms of racism like because a lot of the times the rules are always changing or like it, you just don't know because like Justin Trudeau's wearing blackface in the eighties thinking it's fine. 20 years later, it's not. And it's like, you, you, you get nervous about what to say. Like, am I like, some people will be like, please don't call me African American anymore. Uh, that term is, you know, derivative or dismissive or whatever it is. Like it, the goalpost just changes a lot and it's yeah. hard to keep up with. So you don't want to say anything. So it's nice to have, easily identifiable things to say like oh this is racism the n-word is racism so let's ban it um this is racism so let's ban it yeah yeah i get it but i would also say to that point that it makes it it's more of the there are i mean there are certain people who legitimately don't want to be racist and don't want to hurt people's feelings on an accident without the yeah. intention of it but i feel like the the fear of actually being racist and the fear of being publicly shamed and or canceled right are, are just different motivating factors for this argument so like people aren't like let's not do blackface because that's really insensitive to black people they're like dude you don't want to get canceled on twitter exactly. yeah 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 like it's just like the the fear of it it doesn't even come in the place of like, oh, man, I did something unintentionally that was actually offensive to people. I wasn't intending to be racist, but I see now that, you know, the thing that I did was actually hurtful to some people. I really feel terrible about it. Like, that's only the press release, but it's really only to, hey, stop canceling me. This is really bummer, right. you know, bummer to my family. Well, and like, you're going to fuck with my livelihood. So please don't cancel me. 
Well, and it, uh, that's because the word racist or the accusation of racism makes someone feel so bad and cagey. Um, it's like people that's like they're really afraid of that. I that, That's why we need to just be like. You're not racist. It was I think like racist is like a good term. Like that, I was like a little racist back there. It's not like you're racist in terms of hate in your heart or like vitriol for a group of people but like we've all said some ignorant shit from time to time on this podcast we've done it for the first 40 minutes not really and, and, and that's one thing that really bothers me ignorance is like a pejorative and that and that like ignorance and racism have been like combined or like merged or like something like people act like ignorance is willful ignorance it's like being yeah. ignorant just means you don't like you were, you were privy to the information. Exactly. It doesn't mean that you're like, it doesn't necessarily mean willful ignorance. I totally, I totally, totally agree with that. That's something I've always, um, I've always thought that it's like being ignorant isn't a crime, you know, because like maybe you just didn't know. Yeah. And if you didn't know, and then you learned it, you're like, oh shit, I didn't know that. But that's like, that's progress. That's what the, that's what's supposed to happen in the world. And the more like that was, you know, I think Anthony Bourdain said it like, he loves he well he loved uh when uh an idea would just stop him in his tracks and make him feel like the biggest fucking idiot in the world because that means that you learn something really valuable you know and i think like no one looks at it that way and you're right the like racism and ignorance in the, it's like a it's like a spectrum of ideas like racism is a very specific hatred towards other races you know, prejudice is a little bit, it's not as full of hate as more of just like you treat other people differently because of X, Y, or Z. And then there's ignorance is like, you might do something and you just don't even realize it's bad. And there's a spectrum of things that people can do. And if you, I know like zero tolerance is a very, you know, a great PR campaign for like ideas and stuff. And you're like, there's a zero tolerance against anything like this. But if you're being realistic, it's I think that you should have like degrees of this shit and realize that, you know, just because someone does something that's ignorant doesn't necessarily mean they're racist they, or, you know, they're somewhere on that spectrum. But it doesn't always lead to, oh, you just straight up hate, you know, Mexican people or whatever. Yeah. And that's why I mean, that's why when they, you know, want to like get rid of the very direct, loud racism, like the overt stuff. They, um, it's almost like we want to keep in place these structures. Like in America, we like feeling good about race. White people do. I mean, white people like feeling good about race. Like, yeah, that's why any white artist creation where it's centered oftentimes around the topic of race typically will have the notion of like, why can't we all just get along? <laughs> like, take for example, yeah. here's an example. Take for example, one of the fucking funniest videos I've ever seen. It will always be one of the funniest songs ever. Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. Yeah. yeah. I've like looked it up because I was like, it's just, I mean, it's funny because two of the greatest songwriters ever, period. Not even a shadow of a doubt. Um, and you go like, how can two people that talented, that attuned with word choice, that poetic makes something so fucking cheesy. It's, you know, it's not like it was like 
Bon Jovi and I, I don't know, Vanilla <laughs> I, Vanilla Ice or you know, something like it was yeah. Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. I looked it up. That song was not written by Stevie Wonder. That song was written only <laughs> by Paul McCartney. And you know why? <laughs> because it's a white people race song. Because yeah. it's a song where it's like, let's just have a good time, man. Let's just all get along. Whereas yeah, black sorry. people racial stuff is like, it's hard to get along when this shit is not equal, bro. Yeah, it's hard to get along when you're kicking me in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, of course it's easy to be like, let's have a good time. You're the one fucking eating shrimp. Yeah, it's like you're kicking me in the face, but then telling me, well, everybody gets kicked in the face. Why are you, you know, like, why does your complaints be more special than ours? Like, on, it's basically why don't we going just... like, I wish we could all get along if you just stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little like that. And Paul obviously meant it in a, you know, loving way, but it does make sense that it was only written by a white guy in my well, it's, opinion it's like the the whole during the pandemic the very beginning of the pandemic the whole imagine thing it's like these celebrities in mind are just like it, it they're just so tone deaf to what the reality of the situation is is like oh oh half of america lost their jobs well that's okay because they're gonna get this video from us on twitter and they think that like they're fucking just appearing in the video and it and is just enough because people just that's the thing about celebrities is people celebrities think that people love them but they love their fucking art like they love the music that they make and they love the actors and actresses the roles and those characters that's what we love about you we don't actually know you at all so yeah. whenever you open up your mouth and it starts to like be super fucking political or, or whatever, it really turns people off because they're like, no, no, I liked you as the spy in the movie. That's why I like you because you're a good actor and you play good, you know, you were also, a, you know, a singer in that movie and I really liked that. Like, I don't care about your political beliefs, but celebrities think that people are obsessed with them because we like their movies and stuff. It's like, no, we're not really obsessed with you. Speaking of tone deafness, um, did you see that Kim Kardashian was getting like some shit for she had a a, a birthday on a private island and people were yeah. upset about it? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think? What do you <laughs> like the people are like people are out at work and she's having a, a party and bringing her friends to a <laughs> private island? Like, if you had her money, you would too, and you would not give a shit. Yeah. If you had enough money to go to a island and pretend like there wasn't COVID everybody would do it yeah the problem with the kardashians are is like, like they like post that shit <laughs> like yeah but that's it. also like, their job it. their yeah. job is social media posts so i almost that their job is fame it's a very weird yeah. job it's yeah. it's yeah. just yeah. fame for fame sake did you see the hologram that kanye made for her birthday it's so creepy no <laughs> i tell people what it was kanye tell was people. Kanye West made a hologram of her dad, Robert Kardashian, who passed away years ago. Um, and then the hologram was mostly like the dad saying like good things about his daughter. But then it was just like, and then you married like the most genius man ever. And kind of like, <laughs> that's really used the hologram of a person who died years. He's never met to compliment himself. But that's I'm hilarious like, though. That's these, like these literally like they're literally like the most nauseating, like to me, everybody talks about like Bezos and shit and like the French Revolution and someone getting beheaded and shit because of the like, look at that shit. <laughs> like, uh, here's like, the thing, look how fucking like how crazy those people are. I'll defend that, though, that that in the in the context of that clip, he's saying all this really nice stuff about, you know, he's got her dead father 
in the hologram going, I, I'm so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. You have four beautiful kids and you have an amazing, super nice, handsome, genius husband. It's like in the context of that, it's like tongue in cheek, funny. It's a funny joke because he set it up. So he's making, you know, like, I don't, I don't mind but, that. But if like, that's the thing though, like if it was if, anybody else, but, <laughs> it but, yeah, would be fine. Like, if it was like anybody else, but you know, Kanye it isn't self-aware to be like, oh, that'd be funny if I, yeah. and he's just like, I just don't think he's that self-aware. I don't to, know. I think that, know that, that would be a really funny joke. Cause I thought that too, when I saw it, I was thinking, oh, maybe he just did that because like, it's, it is kind of, it's a funny joke. Like in the grand scheme of like, it's like when you do like, like I eulogize my grandfather and when I went to the funeral home or whatever, and we did the eulogy, like I said a lot of nice things, but then I had a couple of jokes because those little moments of levity about someone's memory, you know, is like welcome in a time like that. So yeah. like in the context of her sitting there watching a hologram of her father saying nice things about her and who she became, like she could be very emotional and then throwing in a joke to make her laugh. You know, it makes sense. But again, I just don't trust him to be that self-aware <laughs> and to be I like, yeah, was- a little joke in here. And then the joke is honestly, if it is a joke, Kanye is saying, isn't that something I would say? Cause I'm a crazy person like that, that, that even makes it more to me, like not a joke. I thought it was weird in the hologram. If you saw that he had Robert Kardashian wearing a MAGA hat, I thought that was, <laughs> I thought it was weird when he made Robert Kardashian say, OJ did it. <laughs> I could finally say it. It was just for him on the stand doing his yeah. testimony. It wasn't a note to his daughter. He, it'd be really funny if he was like well i've been in hell for the last 17 years <laughs> oh my god and the devil asked me you know said you would have gone to heaven if it wasn't for the oj thing so oh, i'm just man. letting you guys know oj definitely did it if it weren't for the oj thing and your daughter's ray j sex tape uh <laughs> oh my god there's a um kanye was on joe rogan and it's pretty yeah like it's bad. i listened to it as much as i could but it's like it's all over the place and yeah. joe's just letting him go because he knows it's great radio or podcasting yeah. But there was one thing that he said that was like, that does make me think like, oh, he knows a little bit. He goes, uh, Kanye goes, I use confidence when I have, when I know what I'm doing and I use arrogance when I don't know what I'm doing to get shit done. And I was like, that's a pretty, that's a, that's a pretty interesting self-awareness kind of thing of like, I use arrogance to like, if I'm insecure about something or trying to get people on board of an idea is like, I'll just use arrogance to make them believe I can do it. And then if I'm confident, I'll just use confidence because I know I can fucking do it. It, it is, that is a moment of clarity. We're like, Oh, maybe, uh, maybe he does. Maybe I should be more arrogant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it kind of is. It's like it, well, it is that fake it till you make it kind of shit that I hate, but also works yeah but that's i I pipe christian and i up like i'll call christian be like dude we just we wrote the best script ever just a friendly reminder and then i'll hang up (laughs) 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 so i i kind of know a little bit what that is feeling like my friends asked me over the pandemic when i visited them in vermont they're like how's it been uh or i actually visited them in portland maine um and they were like how's it been i was like good talking and then I did say, and, oh, and uh, one of the cool things is me and my friend uh, finished a comedy script and they're like, oh, that's great. They asked about it. And one of the things I said was like, yeah, it's honestly, it's the best comedy written in the last decade. <laughs> <laughs> and you want to know, I actually fucking believe that, but I don't re- realize that I'm just talking to my friends. Yeah. And like, they don't need to hear that sentence. Yeah, no, but- it's. 
but but here's the thing like i've said it many times it's like if you just call yourself something enough people will start calling you it yeah howard stern called himself the king of all media michael jackson's called himself the king of pop and eventually people at first go king of pop like fucking whatever and then after a while people king of pop michael jackson is in the news again <laughs> i'm just gonna start that's why i'm gonna try and call in my stand-up trailer i'm gonna call myself white prior i'm just gonna do it <laughs> I'm going to call myself like make yourself already uh, attached man. to the greatest of all time. And yeah. <laughs> cause after a while, if you, it's not so close to white power. I know. Oh no. <laughs> if you give yourself enough, like if you, if you do comedy long enough, people will just call you white prior and like kids won't understand what prior is. And there's like a white prior Brett Rabel. <laughs> It'll just be like a verbs or nouns that come out of their mouth that they have yeah. no connection to. One of my least favorite prior. nouns associated with comedy. And usually you'll see it like either a radio host or like it would be written in a newspaper is my least favorite synonym for comedian is funny man. I <laughs> hate funny man so much you know philadelphia funny man bill burr it's like i fucking resent that term so much uh man it's it's one word it's funny man and i oh like if if funny man's okay then china man is okay (laughs) (laughs) like if you're gonna you know what i mean it's the same it's the same thing same premise yeah it's like what he's a man from china how come i can't call him chinaman <laughs> it's like yeah well you can but it's just not cool it is well it is true like why can't i the argument against that is because we just don't anymore and because a lot yeah. of people were mean about it or <laughs> me like when i was watching the challenger um uh, documentary on netflix it's about yeah. the the spaceship that blew up and um in night they're talking about in 1978 they decided to do a, a really ahead of its time with the idea a diverse um uh graduation or whatever a reverse a diverse recruitment of astronauts because every astronaut was like this fucking white man and they're like yeah. we don't really, you know we want spaces for fucking everybody so they did this movement and they had 70 1978 they had like I don't know, like 50 astronauts. And there was like, you know, six of them were women. And then they were doing the breakdown. And they're like, one of them was even Oriental. And like, <laughs> like they were showing the newscast. Yeah. And it, it was just really funny. Like, and then uh, Tom Brokaw was interviewing one of the female astronauts. He's like, so when you're at a bar and you're talking to a man, what, what do you do? Do you just tell him you're an astronaut? And does he say, oh, you can't be an astronaut. You're too pretty. And it's like, <laughs> it's, just like it's just so embarrassing to see. But I was like, that's only like fucking 30 but years ago. Even as she's in her spacesuit, he's like, so who are you wearing? Uh- yeah. <laughs> he's like, how yeah. do you put on your makeup over that space helmet? <laughs> but the funny thing about Oriental is it, it really is funny because the Orient is just the East. So an Oriental yeah. is someone from the east there's really nothing pejorative about it whatsoever but then it became shitty i don't know when or why but i I guess you can make anything a slur if enough people get behind it me in a mean way you can make any if lantern if we just started calling mexican people lanterns and we were mean about it and enough mean people were like that's a good word for them it's now a slur. That's just how language yeah. works. You can't you know what, take it back, though. You know what my least favorite slur of all time is? Is like when some people call black people Mondays, and they're like, what? Never, you never heard that? Never heard that? No. <laughs> I always hate when my friend. I, 
I have always to educate hate you on racism. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. I always hate when your friend like slurs come on conversation and people are like, oh, let me teach you a new one. You're like, I don't need to know these fucking things. No, I, I don't want to know a new one. This yeah. isn't a fun fact, but go ahead. They call it's them Mondays. Monday. They go like, uh, Mondays. You know why we call them that? Because everybody hates Mondays. And I'm like, that takes mm. too much. That's too much. Yeah. There's too many steps to that. It's lazy and it's not good. I hate yeah. that. I, mean, yeah. tables. I was waiting tables and someone's like, oh, you got a table full of Mondays. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, because everybody hates Mondays. And I go, oh, the other one was ever, they called them as like the code word is they call them, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. They called them Canadians. <laughs> I have no idea why, but they'd be like, oh, I got a table full of Canadians. And like, I guess if somebody heard that, they'd be like, okay, <laughs> like is the only like, yeah. is, is that I'm, come from just that it's code and no one knows what you're really talking about? Or is there an actual reason they chose Canadian? See, that's I have what, no idea, but I just remember waiting tables, you'd hear shit like that. That's what happens when you ban the N-word. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Well, I remember when, yeah. one time I was waiting tables and I had a table of Chinese people and my cohort comes up and he goes, ah, you got a table of black people. And I go, what? And he goes, you know, because <laughs> everyone hates black people. And I was like, you, that's fucking awful. <laughs> Chat. <laughs> yeah, I gotta That's tell you, waiting yeah. tables in the south, you really do get like you. You really do see the racism appear. Pretty, uh, it, it's 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 like you can feel it in the room. Like it's just there's a hostility between black diners and white servers that like it's like if you don't believe racism exists go to savannah georgia um at the chicken wing restaurant i worked at uh and for some reason at 11 p.m maybe like 10 p.m late dinners were, were mostly black people they would come in and like we had an upstairs and a downstairs and this is how funny it is is it was basically segregated because the upstairs there was always a concert going on there's always a band playing so the black people were like i'm not fucking with that so we will eat downstairs so basically if you waited tables downstairs from 10 p.m to close which was like 4 a.m you were just waiting on black people like it was like the, you were literally waiting in the segregated black section of the restaurant as like <laughs> Like, like there would have been in the fifties. The music was honky tonk. That's how they tried to segregate it. And uh, I mean, I, I mean, it's it's shit. I mean, it's like if you have a if you have a band playing at a chicken wing restaurant on a Saturday night in Savannah, Georgia, you know they're playing like classic rock and country. You know they're not yeah. going to play fucking anything that a black person would be interested in. When, but like, you would wait tables and like they would come in and it was just immediate because every server there hated the black people because they didn't tip. And all of the black people hated the servers because they were rude to them because they didn't tip. It's like and America. It was like vicious, yeah, it was just vicious. Like microcosm. Yeah, I remember like I, it was actually Halloween. It was funny enough. I was Halloween. I was dressed up as a Wario. <laughs> and I, uh, nice. I walked to a table with like two big platters of wings. And one of the wings fell off of the platter and hit uh, my black patron on his shoe, mm -hmm. uh, his really nice shoe, apparently. And his first words were motherfucking cracker to me. And then I was upset and I put the wings down. And I was like, hey, man, don't fucking ever call me that. <laughs> I walked away. Yeah. But I just realized that that guy 
literally <laughs> Wario told him. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Like, what a weird time, dude. It was Don't just. Don't call me that again. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why Yoda? Call me the cracker. <laughs> I'm gonna you know, Did you pinch your mustache angrily? Ah! <laughs> yeah. There's it, one. It's just a bad situation because, like, both people uh, in this situation are at fault because they're both uh, they're both assuming the other person is just not human, and because they're just and it's just because America, it's racial hostility that's been going on forever. And like, I remember one time, I walked up to my table, and this black customer was like, "I'm not going to pay two ninety nine for Sprite." That's fucking ridiculous because a whole two liter Sprite costs that. I'm not paying it for one fucking soda. So he brought in his own two liter and just filled it up at my table. He asked for a cup of ice and I was just like, I like, I'm not even going to say anything. (laughs) I'm just like going to be like, good for you. You outsmarted the system, whatever. But there was so much hatred between it was just it was just a really uncomfortable situation to be in. I remember uh, when I worked at a fast food chicken restaurant. Um. We one time, there's this dude there, uh, who who worked there. He he would always like he was he was really funny. He was really really funny, but he would always make like racist jokes, and like we were friends. But like he would always just like he would do it just because it's like again, it's just like funny people just go after try to make the worst joke possible at all times. Yeah, and that was like his whole thing. Again, it's mm. the South, it's Florida, but one time he was a. Uh, a busload of like a church group came in and they were all pretty much black and he he was up front and he just like rushed to the back like right through the double doors and like for the benefit of everybody because he's he's trying to be funny he goes well i'm gonna go fill up refill the fruit punch (laughs) and i was like jesus christ dude that's insane oh man (laughs) Did anyone react or laugh or just be like, what the hell? It was like, I don't know. People, people were laughing, but like it it is fucked up, but you laugh because it's so fucked up. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But that was the, uh, yeah, that was my experience. I cried at home that night, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like sometimes you, sometimes it's just in the service of saying the thing that is so not cool to say. Like, that's what's funny. It's not like, that's where it gets shitty because sometimes you say something or someone says something and you know, it's not just that, you know, that there's some baggage in it. And then you're like, "Ah, I don't even want to laugh at that. I don't want to give that. Like the guy who comes up to you and says, Oh, you got some Mondays at your table. Everybody hates you're like i don't need that dude it's like if you're gonna be that racist in the the punchline is everybody hates him yeah it better not be with a lame mondays am i right like what like what the (laughs) fuck like you're already using a lame joke to be racist yeah like don't be racist and fucking ironically lame be racist don't be a racist and a hack yeah (laughs) how's that for the poll quote from the episode be racist <laughs> that'll then look good on its own yeah um should I we talk like, go I ahead Chris. Like, no i have a feeling i know what you're gonna say i do like that we've gone 53 minutes and we haven't talked about the election which is perfect <laughs> if you nice. want to hear our election special go back to last week yeah <laughs> our halloween episode was all election stuff 
And our election episode is going to be Halloween related. Did you guys yeah. go as anything? Uh, I didn't do anything. Oh, I bought, I bought all this fucking candy. And like, I just realized the day of that, like, oh yeah, nobody's going to be trick or treating. Barely anybody does that in apartments anyway. And secondly, like nobody's fucking going out for COVID. No one's trick or treating on like the sixth floor, Christian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of uh, of like a nice condom, and like what? I know. It is it is hilarious that like they probably like ah, there's probably no candy up there. Meanwhile, I've got fucking two bowls full of candy of nice candy too. Yeah, we went out to Long Island. We're still in Long Island, and we um we sat in on our stoop and like we put out candy in a big bowl and like. There were, we had a few trick or treaters. It was pretty cool, but not not a ton. But what's funny is like it was right around eight o'clock. I was like, let's go in and like watch a movie. So we go in. We're like, should we just leave the candy out in case other trick or treaters come? And we're like, yeah, all right. So we go inside, and it just wasn't busy. So we came back out maybe around like eleven, and we <laughs> someone we had a bunch of candy left, and I'm not mad because like I don't even like candy to begin with, but someone came and like it wasn't it wasn't like there was a group of trick-or-treaters that just kept coming and taking candy and we didn't yeah. have any left clearly somebody came and realized what was happening they're like it was like 9 30 and they're like no one's coming for this i'm taking all of it <laughs> so we come outside and the only thing left is like seven almond joys and three <laughs> and i was like that's very specific someone just, <laughs> someone just took everything and then left which is fine who gives a shit I find it so odd that you love food, but you don't like sweets. Like you don't like chocolate specifically. I think it's yeah. so crazy. It's funny. Like I'm like the only fat person who got fat just on savory. <laughs> 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 like every fat guy I know is like, oh, I love sweets. I'm like, not me, dude. That it, means the, it, like I like some desserts, but like to me, the best thing does the, the best thing you can do with desserts is like go to a restaurant with some friends and order like three desserts and then split them and have yeah. two bites of each one. Because after two bites. There's no, there's very few desserts that have any complexity of flavor. They're just fucking sweet. Yeah, but yeah. wait, last like, time I went to a restaurant with you, you for dessert you ordered steak sliders. This is what I hate. Like candy, like candy specifically too. Like there's some candy that's really good. Like for example, like Snickers. Butter and the finger. reason why Snickers is good is because the texture. You get nougat, you get caramel, you get peanut, and you get chocolate. It all comes together, and it's like a nice flavor but like some shit like candy corn is just fucking straight sugar like there's no flavor other than sugar and i'm like why do people like peeps is another one peeps is just i think they just put sugar in a fucking ball and spray painted it yellow and gave it to you like (laughs) no but seasonal foods suck they all suck and they're coasting off of the seasonality because they couldn't hack it otherwise (laughs) like eggnog originally tried to be year-round like eggnog we're year-round and then for some reason maybe on one fucking (laughs) eggnog is one of those things when someone's like hey would you like some eggnog you go "Ooh, it's that time of year i have an eggnog and then after half the glass you're like oh man this sucks (laughs) i I hate eggnog and i love milk so it's like (laughs) it's like another it's simple like even i'm like this shit's fucking disgusting it's like a comedian that like doesn't do well any shows except for like latin shows like so they lean into like hispanic shows or like black shows or like asian shows and it's all whatever their ethnicity is eggnog is like an if an elf vomited (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's this weird texture it's like milk with pulp in it but like i I don't know man it just sucks but yeah that's a good point about the seasonality of it because like the only times you know 
if candy corn was just out all the time, people would never eat it. But yeah. like, like, oh, you know, it's Halloween, so let's oh. have some candy. candy corn. Sucks, dude. Sugar cookies suck. That's the thing about desserts. Like, so many of them, they're just they're just sweet, and that's it. It's just fucking like whenever I make like if I make a cookie, I'll put salt on it or like I need some fucking more. <laughs> Wait, I, you know, I'll put salt on it and teriyaki sauce. <laughs> <laughs> nice bourbon glaze. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Oh man. Wait, you would have been proud of me. I did a glaze on some chicken breasts, brown sugar glaze. Nice. You ever done that? I've glazed a few things, certain things. I never just glazed straight up brown sugar. Yeah, brown sugar, paprika, uh, garlic, salt and pepper. Nice. Yeah. Did you put it in like soy sauce and then? No, I just threw that shit in the oven. So here's 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 a pro tip. Next time, if you're and sauteing- we're out of time this week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if cook you want, chicken, go ahead. Cook, go ahead. Cook the chicken breast on the stovetop saute them and when they're just about finished like mix together like brown sugar and paprika and then put it in a liquid of some kind and then throw the liquid in and then it'll thicken really quickly and then just baste the chicken with it and it'll thicken into a glaze and all of a sudden you got this really nice you know glazed uh chicken breast we got to start doing end of episode uh rigs cook tips like a quick like 30 second like to me, what I would do if I were you, I would have done soy sauce. I probably would have done honey instead of brown sugar. But then if you did like soy sauce, honey, and sriracha, it's literally salty, sweet, and spicy in a glaze. That's like perfect. It's three contrasting flavors. It's all really good. How we? I was actually talking to Natasha the other day. I was like, "How well do you think Nick would do in uh, chopped? <laughs> have you seen? You know what chopped is." Yeah. If you don't know Chop, Chop is is a uh, show on the Food Network or whatever the other Food Network is, um, where they they get like three um, contestants on, three chefs of some sort, and they give them like a mystery box of ingredients. So it'll be like octopus, chocolate, celery, a full hamburger. And then they're like, make something, make a dish out of it. Yeah. And they have to make like three courses. And I was like asking Natasha, like, how do you think Wit would do? What's your flavor profile like? Like, do you think you'd crush that show? No. The, the problem with that show is, for me, I, I have two problems. One is, like, there's always an ingredient that I've never heard of. Yeah. They're like octopus eyes. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? Uh, octopus eyes? Who, who's ever come to that? And then also desserts. Like, I just don't like desserts a lot, so I don't cook desserts a lot. So I have just a minimal knowledge of making desserts. That like even if I manage to do well in the first two rounds and make it through, like I would fuck up the dessert round so yeah. bad. Especially when you're like you, you know, it's not just like hey make a cheesecake in twenty minutes. It's like hey make something out of this shit. I just don't yeah. cook desserts a lot, so I probably wouldn't do well. But I would like to try. I like I like to play chopped in my kitchen sometimes, where like I try to like make dinner and I'm like okay, well what do I have left? And yeah. like, what can I make with these things? And I, I actually made some really good dishes that way. I made a really good soup uh, the other day. Um, actually, that soup I gave you guys, the pumpkin sweet potato soup. I don't know oh, if you tried it. I, but that was completely because like we just had – I had like four sweet potatoes, one pumpkin, some onions. And I was like, what can I make with all this shit? And I was like, oh, I'll just make this soup. And I just riffed a, nut, a recipe and it turned out pretty good. Ah, derka, derka, derka. Derka, derka, derka. <laughs> <laughs> Brett and I watched that movie when he was here. Ah oh, man, it's so good. It's fucking it's, it's brilliant. Like every scene's pretty brilliant. So 
Yeah, Team America. What it's it's so it's awesome rewatching like a comedy that epic. Like after I hadn't seen it in a decade, like literally yeah, so I watched long. it. Me and Sarah watched it maybe two months ago or three months ago. And it was the same. I hadn't watched it since like fucking Oh six or something yeah. like that. So it was even more. What year did that movie come out? Oh four, I think. Oh yeah. I watched it like probably the last time I watched it was probably 2005, 2006. Yeah, uh, that and Borat are probably the two funniest movies to emerge out of the George Bush era. Although I think, yeah. Team America, I mean, they both kind of parody a lot of that mentality, but yeah, I the Team America, the whole premise of like them trying to get like two terrorists and destroying the whole village, it's like the opening montage is just yeah. one of my favorite like linchpin jokes. Yeah, that's that was just <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> fucking bazookaing town yeah. markets, or not even it was like the fucking the Eiffel Tower and like yeah. it was just like blowing up the pyramids and the museums. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, we did it. <laughs> so great. That was the the version of the Chris Farley show. We haven't. I done know. That I think. Uh, I think that's good though. I think we're. I think that's about it. We'll wrap Hopefully this up. next week when we talk, our Lord and Savior Donald Trump will still be president. <laughs> On three, everybody say who you're going to vote. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Predictions, though. What The gun to your head, who wins? Not even – like, I'll, I'll start. I, I really can't imagine now that Biden doesn't win. You know, it's too funny as like people just look at everything differently. I follow a Reddit thread called Ask Trump Supporters in uh-huh. which people like try and actually reasonably ask them stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like in a very respectful way. And someone asks, what do you guys think will be the outcome of the election? Top post been upvoted the most was someone wrote, I think Trump will win the Electoral College by 430 to 119. And you're like, I mean, <laughs> like, what are you looking at? Am I crazy? Is he's not going to landslide, annihilate Biden, is he? He might win. Oh, there's no doubt about that. But you're like, yeah, I don't I, fucking nuts. I don't know. There's a couple of things that I've seen. So the one thing is, is I saw that he had a rally in Pennsylvania like two days ago and it had like fucking like 12,000 people at it. And I was like, Jesus yeah fucking christ like that's so many that's every person from four towns have went yeah. to that thing that makes me nervous but the thing that i see is like everybody's reporting record voting numbers and generally speaking whenever there's record voting numbers democrats usually win because like the republicans kind of bet on the complacency of liberals who divide themselves and you know their their messages are way more concentrated Usually, like when Obama beat McCain, like Obama got like a shit ton of votes, like mm-hmm. seventy-two million or something like that, like more than you know the Bush got the f- the first two times that he won or whatever. So that leads me to believe that there's so many people coming out to vote. Um, leads me to believe that Biden's going to win. But man, I, I got to say, when you see these small town rallies and shit, and how many of these people, and I'm in Long Island right now, the entire block we live on. It's probably like a hundred houses. There's like forty or fifty of them that have Trump signs, and like, it's like there's like he whatever he does that everybody is so outraged by, he hasn't really lost that many people. Yeah, I just think that he's probably lost the undecided voters who went for Obama and then voted for for uh, Trump, and this really swung the election. So my prediction is Biden. That's my prediction. I think 
Biden, I, I mean, I think Biden will win the popular vote and the electoral college. I really think there's going to be like some, especially with COVID, it makes it a lot more difficult. There's going to be a lot of fucking, I don't know how else to put it, but malarkey with the, yeah. with the mail-in stuff and like the counting. I think the counting is going to take a really long time and the longer yeah. it takes, the better it is for Trump. Because Trump's he, the fuck. Yeah. 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 He can, he can always like, you know, stretch it out and then. Trump will announce himself the winner within one to three hours and then and then it becomes a thing and then he's been this is what he's been doing that's so it's wrong but it is smart is he's already for so long has been sowing the seeds of doubt and the legitimacy of the election and guess what if he wins there goes the doubt oh it's totally and or or if he wins it's actually just I won despite it all you know what I mean? Like I won yeah. despite everything being stacked against me. They try to stop I will, me. If, I will say this: if the, to me this I, this election is kind of an IQ test. If you vote for Trump, I you you really just maybe not an IQ, maybe like an EQ test. You're really just like out of touch. And and if he wins, it's I I don't know. I go back and forth about it, but. If if the record like they're saying that like the the last time this percentage like they're saying like they project about sixty nine to seventy percent of registered voters to vote the last time they hit that number was like nineteen oh eight or something mm-hmm. that many so if this many people come out and Trump still wins he deserves it <laughs> you yeah. know like because like oh, yeah. that's, that's this true. is the record number of people who go out and vote that's- and if. That's true. If that many people feel passionately about Trump, then that's the country we live in. And that scares the shit out of me in a lot of ways. But also, that's not what would happen. And it's why Republicans have been so effective at winning despite losing is the Electoral College is just this bullshit thing that allows them to not have to actually answer to democracy in its better form. They, They can really like... They're just so good at abiding by special special interests and like shifting the like democracy toward that. So it's not actual democracy. I think yeah. it's like we have a bit of an illusion of democracy in America. If you like, honestly, like it's so funny that like to me, I've heard people argue for the electoral college, basically saying that. Well, if you have the electoral college, then all of the cities, you know, have too much power. Then you, know, you basically Los Angeles and New York decide every election. Yeah. Um, and basically, the way they put that is they say the fifty-one percent rule the forty-nine percent. And I'm like, okay, but the alternative is that the forty-nine percent rule the fifty-one percent. So how is that better? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's not enough people in New York and LA to completely swing elections like that i mean there's a lot of people who live in that surrounding area i mean just look at new york city like how many people who live in new york city are democrats and then in comparison i'm in long island they're all trump supporters so it's not yeah. it's not like living in pro- close proximity to a liberal hub makes you liberal yeah. like that's such a fucking bad idea argument so i don't know i think it's a terrible argument you know um, what and everyone's been dickish to cities during this time period Totally. I just like let's go on the record and go, hey, motherfucker, we cities make money. You shitheads. You are like we pay for your fucking awful public schools, which I wish were better. Like 
because what New York has the most talented people on earth being willing to live in substandard conditions in pursuit of a dream. And because yeah. of stuff like that, you get to have your school lunches, Kentucky. You get to you know, eat North North Dakota. Shit comes from fucking cities. Yeah, all really. of it, dude. New York especially. Fuck you everyone have shits on the city. Town and move to the city, and then they fucking they make the best art. They make the best fucking yeah. education. You know, it's like the reason you get to live in a hundred thousand dollar mansion in Tennessee is because New York City fucking pays for it. Yeah, so it makes your fucking rent lower. Anyway, eat sure. a dick, and I will. Go ahead, Chris. I, I do want to say two things like it is it is something of a barometer of of how things are going when that people are boarding up their <laughs> stores and all this shit in new york city based on yeah. the election happening today based on the outcome i was people curious are, about that people are boarding up stores and boarding uh-huh. up stuff just because they might see some rioting and also i was thinking about this this morning is like however you vote think about this like is it really a good sign that for the past four years, on every New Year's Eve, we've been saying fuck whatever year it is. We've been saying fuck 2017, what, yeah. fuck 2018, fuck 2019. That, yeah, that meme has constantly has been recycled every year. For the past me, four years. Yeah, the me and like the beginning of the year and then me one month in and the yeah. gif is now like, like whatever, <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence vomiting. Yeah, Gendoed into like everybody was like 2016 the worst year ever and they're like actually 2017 the worst year ever 2000 and then i got to 2020 and everybody's like no now this is the <laughs> this yeah. this actually this one actually is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um yeah I, I i don't know it's are they boarding up because they think that trump's gonna win because that's the only thing i can think of if trump wins then a bunch of like you yeah. know liberal people will you know, probably freak out or whatever but like if Biden wins, like, what does New York have to worry about in terms of that? Like, I think it, people are just getting ready for whatever the outcome is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, New York doesn't really have to get. But also, I don't think we're going to find I don't think we're going to know tonight. I think no, it's going to take right. a little while. I think I heard somebody say that they Nancy Pelosi, Pat, who knows if this is true, but basically said that, like. If, you know, the, they're going to count every vote that arrives within 10 days of Election Day. Mm hmm. Trump says anything after election day shouldn't count, but Trump doesn't have the authority. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think every vote should count, but I also think like, like unless there's some you know circumstance that you have, like where like you're you know you're a military voter voting from a military base in like Germany or something, getting the mail here. If you live in this country. Like your absentee ballot, unless you're like some sort of a central worker who's just too busy, if you're really fucking haven't gotten that in yet or you got it, you mailed it the day before Election Day and it's, you know, like, I don't know what you're waiting for. Just get your shit together and fucking yeah. go. Bro. Like, well, can't you go drop know. off a ballot, too? Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. So yeah. but apparently any ballot that arrives after within 10 days of the election day is going to be counted. So there also reaches a point. I mean, this happens all the time. Like they never even finish counting the votes until like the middle of the next year. Like um, that's just because, but it's like, it's, it's done by percentage. Like, okay, you know, you know, this district has 80% of the votes accounted for. There's still 20 left, but the margin is so that even if the 20,000 or 20% votes all come in for the same candidate, it doesn't matter. Like it, they've, it's been decided. So a lot of it is just projections anyway. Um, like Donald Trump, like Hillary won the popular vote by like 2 million votes, I think. 
But then after they went and counted, she still won the popular vote, but it wasn't by as many as was thought before because they didn't finish counting all of the shit. So I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I bought some bourbon and, uh, and some <laughs> snacks just because like, I'm like, this is going to be a tough night. Like it, the minute, like those swing states start coming in, like as soon as like North Carolina and you know, Ohio and Pennsylvania, like if Pennsylvania goes to Trump and then North Carolina goes to Trump, it's going to, it's like not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's really, really not good. So, all right. Anyway. Well, Dave Chappelle's hosting SNL again this week. So it should yeah. be an interesting one. Honestly, it'll be a better episode if Trump wins. <laughs> I know it will, but also... <laughs> At least in the short term, we'll have that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Everybody right, just... <laughs> we're just all ending the podcast like, well, all right. <laughs> yep. Hopefully. All right. <laughs> all right. 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 We'll see you next week. Hopefully, there's still a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye. 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 Thank <laughs> you.